Football systems check. Microphone. Check. Record enabled. Kate. Check. Michelle. Check. All systems go. I repeat, all systems go. We got a problem. We got a Copy. We have ball blast. I repeat, we have ball blast. Ayo. Ayo. Football is back, baby. Today. Today. When you're listening. It's really tomorrow when we're recording, but... Today, Don't speak. when you're listening, you get to go home at night after work and be excited. You better about be watching tonight. Football. Packers, Bears open up the NFL week one schedule 2019, baby. Let's roll. Who do you got? Who are you taking? I'm taking the Bears. I think Green Bay. I'm going Green Bay. That's, I, I, I will be rooting for mm, Green Bay for some reason. I always root for Aaron Rodgers. I don't know I, why. I mean, I think offensively, we have to root for Green Bay because I don't think Green Bay is going to overcome the Bears with their defense, right? I'll be rooting like, for David Montgomery, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. this I feel like this game is going to tell us so many things, right? We're looking at the Packers. Who are, who are they going to throw the ball to? There's so many people to throw the ball to. We've got MVS. We've got Geronimo Allison playing out of the slot. We've got Jimmy Graham, who should be uh, in for some positive touchdown regression. We've got... All of these different pieces. We've got Aaron Jones, who is just going to get eaten alive. If I see Jamal Williams take more than three carries, I'm throwing something at. Not my TV, because that only hurts me. I'm going to go find. It hurts me, too. Don't touch my television. I'm going to find the floor and throw a beer at him or something. Why would you waste a good beer like that? Oh, goodness. I know. All of this is just actually hurting me. Yeah, I, I don't advise doing any of that. But we are so excited to have NFL football back. We've been having the same arguments on Twitter about the same yep. like three players for, for the last six months. <laughs> I'm over it. I'm ready for the season I'm to start. I'm so over it. I, I can't believe that this is our first NFL season doing this. It feels like we've just been doing this for a long time. Isn't that weird? It is. It is. Um, my first article on Roto World was published this week. Oh, and it was awesome. And Go read I, it. I banged out another one, so I, I'm I'm going to be doing the daily dose on Wednesdays, trade targets columns on Monday, so don't miss out on those. Uh, super excited to be joining their team. They've got an awesome group of people. Uh, be sure to be looking out for my work there, Michelle. You're publishing over at Rotoviz. You got your weekly column all in the works. So these ball blast girls, man, we're taking over the nation. Yep. So every Monday I'll be posting my Monday reactions column on Rotoviz. So should be awesome. Fun. I, I can't wait for this season. Everybody. I'm Kate. If you haven't yet picked that up, yeah. you can follow me on Twitter <laughs> at FF ball blast. And I'm Michelle at ball blast. Um, ball blast. E M please uh, check out our Patreon page. We've got patreon.com slash ball blast. You get an extra episode per week. Join up in the Slack chat. Love talking to you guys over there. Lots of fun conversations. Uh, this week, our Patreon Slack chat started a pick'em contest. Oh, yeah. And I totally got into that. Yeah. I, Kate was like, eh, I'm busy. And I was like, I am down. Yeah, Let's she's, go. She's trying to destroy all our Patreon members, guys. Help me. Yeah. I'm going to kill them. Yeah. Uh, no, but it seems really fun on Yahoo, the pick'em. I've never done it over there before. I didn't even know what... Um, Comp- competitive points was or something like that. I still Confidence don't know. Confidence points. Confidence points. Thank you. So I'll probably lose because clearly I know nothing. That's okay. No, it's it's fun. But 
that just goes to show you the awesome group of people that we have over in our group. So check us out there. Help support our podcast. Help support our endeavors to get the best resources for this podcast and give you the best research because access to fantasy football information is actually kind of expensive. It's crazy, but it's worth it. You guys are worth it. We're in for a good season. And one other thing we haven't asked in a long time, if you like our podcast, please go hit that five star. Oh yeah. Those reviews. Yeah. Those reviews. We haven't asked that in a while. So if you could do us a favor there. Yeah. Y'all are overdue. Get to work. Give us that five star review. Leave us those five stars. We're, we're available wherever you get your podcasts. I, I can't figure out how to give reviews on anywhere but iTunes, but if I, you yeah. are on another platform and you can figure it out, God bless you. We love you guys. For And just to kick off the season, sincere thank you to all of you people who listen to us blather on about football and have made this moment even possible. I can't believe the growth that we've seen in such a short time, and it's all thanks to you guys. All right, so Kate, appreciate it. Yeah. stop gushing. It <laughs> is time for the news. Breaking news. Breaking news. We finally received the news we've all been waiting for. About time. About darn time. Ezekiel Elliott, running back for the Dallas Cowboys, has finally ended his holdout, reported to camp, signed the biggest extension, the biggest running back contract ever in the history of the NFL, most guaranteed money for a running back in the history of the NFL. Holy crap, Zeke. Ooh, six, good for him. Six years, $90 million, $50 million guaranteed. If any other team did this for their running back, I'd be laughing, but I actually think Zeke deserves this. I think their team runs through Zeke. I actually like Dak as a quarterback, but I think he needs Zeke. I think they go together. He Every, every single metric of Dak's performance, I feel like, is directly correlated with Zeke being on the field. I just wrote this up in my second article over on rotoworld.com. I I looked up all the metrics. I looked up his Dak's rushing stats, Dak's passing stats, his tendency to throw interceptions, c- passing completions. He literally outshines himself anytime Zeke is on the field and you have to account for I think just the the fact that there's a lot of defensive attention on Zeke. You got to put in Every best effort to stop Ezekiel Elliott. Zeke is the man. And I think he's both of our running back ones on the season now. He jumps right back up there, right over CMC, right? CMC is still my number one. Zeke's number two, guys. Okay, okay. Well, he's still going to be amazing. And you know what's super annoying? Can I blame one more thing on Le'Veon Bell? Yeah. So, you know. Let's hear it, angry Pittsburgh fan. All offseason, we've been saying Zeke will sign, Zeke will sign. Don't worry, guys. Zeke will sign. Even once it got to the draft time, we were telling people, you know, we think Zeke will sign. That's what we've been saying. But when it comes to our drafts, I was like, oh, no. Like, what if he pulls a Le'Veon Bell? And I have Le'Veon Bell in my mind from last year. Oh, I can't have that happen to me. So I I don't take Zeke in anything. And of course he signed. Like we I thought. think I got him in one one league. I got him in nothing. And he's my running back one on the season. And that I hurts. had some early picks that I could have taken him and I chose other people over him. But you know what else hurts? And I'm upset. In regards to Zeke. So the Tony Pollard issue, right? So Tony Pollard, backup running back, rookie running back for the Dallas Cowboys. People were paying a lot to acquire Tony Pollard when they thought that that Zeke wasn't 
going to be here for the season. I saw one trade on Twitter. Uh, somebody traded Tony Pollard for Will Fuller. Rough. Wow. Like as the Will, as the former Will Fuller owner, you got to feel not great about that. I mean, Will Fuller could get hurt in week one, which is very likely, know, and then it wouldn't matter. But that's Fuller thing, has standalone value. Yeah, I'm really high in Will Fuller right now. Um, next up, Goff extension. Another oh my God! So much payment. money shelled out in the last 24 hours, guys. Four years, 134 million dollar contract extension includes NFL record setting 110 million dollars in guaranteed money. Is this just like the new trend in the NFL yep. moving towards guarantees? Because that's that's the word on the street in baseball, right? It's, All these guys get guarantees in baseball. Yeah, quarterbacks and. Uh, you know, in the future, most players are not going to take contracts without that high guarantee money anymore. They might take less as long as they get guaranteed um, because a lot of times they're getting screwed from the non-guarantees, you know. So I, I do think it's the way it's going. I do think Goff deserves this extension. He's a good quarterback and people are saying McVay, McVay, McVay. Well, if it works, like he works in McVay's system, it is going to see, stay McVay's system. Exactly. I don't see the like... I just don't see the chance for them not to be together. I don't think that the Rams are the kind of organization that would extend Goff to the, the contract that they did if they weren't also planning on keeping McVay there for a very long time. I agree. Why wouldn't you? He is a goat. Brought, brought a team from worst to first. Uh, well, worst to second in two years. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, uh, Patriots still hold that title there, but... Hey, progress has been made. Um, in the hype train news, Kenya Drake is going to get a lot of carries week one, Michelle. A lot of touches. Oh, a lot of touches. I'm sorry. Which Part is better. The language. Oh, the touches is way better. Because he's going against the Ravens. I don't necessarily want him carrying the ball too much against that defense. No. And goodbye to any Kalen Balazs relevance. Week one, yeah. Week one in particular. Yikes. Going up a Ravens defense. No, thank you. Uh, Evan Ingram going to play a massive role this season. That is absolutely shocking. Jokes. Jokes. Sarcasm. Sarcasm. Because who else is going to play a massive role in this offense besides was, Barkley? Was Eli going to throw the ball to himself? <laughs> yeah. Because we all know OBJ throws a beautiful ball, but e Eli probably can't catch it. I do like to see that, you know, they agree that he's heavily in their plants. And we already think he's going to see over 100 I'm very happy that Balls. they agree with fantasy football Twitter and the fact that he should be heavily involved because most, most decisions coming out of the Giants organization are questionable. For sure. But this is good. <laughs> this, this is, is the good. nicest thing I can say. Um, injury updates. Amari Cooper was a full participant in practice Wednesday. He said he had a pain-free session, which is great news. He'll be fine. He will be perfectly fine. Line him up right away. DK Metcalf has been practicing all week. Probably don't line him up, but I'm excited to watch him. So I'm yeah. excited he'll be playing. I'm really interested to see in in how, just in general, how he'll be used in that offense. He was on the preliminary depth chart listed as the starter alongside Tyler Lockett. Interesting. Um, let's see. Cam Newton was not on the injury list. Light up your Cam Newtons. Good boy. I've come around on Cam Newton and I want to vomit everywhere. Woo. I love that he's not on the injury list. Oh, but Fire his hair. Did you see his hair? Other breaking news. I don't care. Fire Yikes. him up. His hair and his hats. It's fine. 
Breaking news. He should leave them at home. Leave him alone. Leave him alone. (laughs) Monica. (laughs) I don't like Cam Newton or his style or his mannerisms, but I like him for fantasy, particularly in week one. Um, Stefan Diggs, wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings, did not practice Wednesday. He was the only Vikings player not in uniform. Listed with a hamstring injury on the initial practice injury report. Not great. It's not great. Not going to get too worried yet. We'll monitor it this the rest of this week, and we'll tweet about it. We will tweet about it. And a big announcement for us. We forgot to mention this in the updates. Uh, for our live stream on Sunday mornings, we're going to be doing that at 11 a.m. Uh, instructions on where to find that will be coming later. But we're going to be have, having special guest Matthew Betts Injury analyst for the fantasy footballers joining us for the last 10 minutes of that, probably around like 1130, 1140-ish. Yep. He'll come um, on from 1130 to 1140, 1145-ish. But he'll give us all the injury updates, what he thinks. will Sunday these... before kickoff, yep. man, that's going to be a valuable, valuable session. So don't miss out on that. Um, Trey Burton is officially questionable with a groin injury. I'm You're not a, playing him. You're not playing him to begin with. No. Nope. But I'm officially worried about his season a little bit. So he had a sports hernia injury. He had the uh, hernia repair, which is a groin injury. So if he's re-aggravated the same injury that he just had surgically repaired in the offseason, I'm a little worried about that. I think he'll be all right in a few weeks, but I don't want to trust him this year. Uh, I actually was kind of high in Trey Burton over the off season, but if he's already injured, it's going to be a, if you return, maybe the second half of the year, uh, producer for you. Maybe, um, Robbie Anderson is practicing. OBJ is good to go. Nice. And Michelle, what? I think it's time to kick our week one previews officially off. Let's do this. Let's do it. So meaty. What's not to like? Custard, good. Jam, good. Meat, good. It is delicious. It's good for me. It's a perfect way to start the day. Scrumptious starts of the week. Week one edition. Oh my God, Michelle, we're talking about real football. Yeah, we are. And I am excited to get into my scrumptious starts. Scrumptious. They're just so yummy. They're so meaty. Let's Uh, get into them. So, Michelle, for this segment, what we're going to do, we're each going to pick a guy at each position. So we're going to outline 10 positions, uh, 10 players that we think are worth the starts in the presumed week. So we're in week one. These are our guaranteed picks to blast your league mates. Guaranteed. So meaty. So really good matchups here. So guaranteed. Can I start with my quarterback? Yeah, let's start with your quarterback, Michelle. So my quarterback is one that I've been a little hater on this offseason. Shout out FF Stompy. (laughs) Yes. Uh, But Lamar Jackson at Miami has an awesome, awesome week one matchup. And I've never said he was a bad fantasy quarterback. I just say he's not the greatest NFL quarterback. But that's fine by me. I'm a Steelers fan. I want him to be bad. Like, let's go. But anyways, I do think he'll be good for fantasy this year. And he gets week one Miami. Uh, Last year, when you saw him start his seven games, he was 
pretty good. He averaged 18.6 points per game, was the quarterback seven throughout that time. Not really bad. good. He gets to go play Miami, who was who gave up the seventh most fantasy points to quarterbacks last year. And they actually weren't that bad against pocket passing quarterbacks. It was the run heavy quarterbacks that they were really, really bad against. Which makes sense because they couldn't cover the run. Exactly. Probably because their run defense was so bad. So Mitch Trubisky last year scored 28 points on him. Uh, Deshaun Watson, 31 points. And Josh Allen, twice, 31 points. And then 41.5 points. So rushing quarterbacks killed Miami. And I don't think their defense got much better this year. That's all I have to say. So, uh, yeah, fire your Lamar Jackson. It's tanking season for the Miami Dolphins. And that means light up everybody against the Miami Dolphins. (laughs) If Miami somehow wins that game, I am going to be on cloud nine. Hot take for Ravens fans there. Um, My quarterback scrumptious start, Jameis Winston. We have been hyping every single member of the Tampa Bay offense, (laughs) except for Jameis Winston, who's going to be throwing him the ball. Even in my own rankings, I had to elevate Winston, because I was like, this does not make sense. I did stat him out for plenty of INTs, which you know he's going to pepper them in there. But I think week one against the 49ers, light him up, no questions asked. They don't have a strong run game. I I think they're going to throw the ball. I think the 49ers offense has improved just enough to make that worth your while. I agree. And people have you know said, like, how can you be so high in OJ Howard, Godwin, and Evans, if you're not like super high in Winston, I still have him in my top 12, but if he's going to throw 14 to 18 interceptions and he's not a guy that throws more than 30 touchdowns, that doesn't mean that he can't throw for a ton of yards because he actually does always. He he throws for a good amount of yards. Um, he's always on pace for a lot of yards in the seasons. He doesn't play a full season. So all of those guys can get a great amount of yards, you know, pepper in seven to nine touchdowns each, and they're going to be great. Doesn't mean Winston's going to be a top five quarterback. Yeah, and and Winston's a guy that likes to stretch the field, so he can make up for those INTs by throwing a nice, long, deep ball down the field to O.J. Howard, Mike Evans, or Chris Godwin. I'm totally with you. Week one, love it. Love, love, love. Michelle, tell me your wide receiver. My wide receiver. I'm going with... Your... Scrumptious. Scrumptious. Were you about to say slutty? You're slutty start of the week. I feel like we can't say that on this podcast. <laughs> yes, we can. We're fine. Okay. Oh. Kids Tell shouldn't me about know your, what slutty your means, slutty right? wide receiver of the week. <laughs> Will Fuller he at is the Saints. A total slut. <laughs> Everything coming out of, you know, reports of camp is that Will Fuller is healthy. He's good to go. Doesn't mean he'll stay healthy, but then why not start on week one? I mean, if you drafted him, you don't have you don't long. Have long. You, you don't have much time. <laughs> yeah, you really don't have much time. We need him all the time. So you might as well start him. And he has an awesome, awesome matchup against the Saints, who gave up the most points to the wide receiver position last year. Uh, I, I think Marcus Lattimore will be uh, focusing on DeAndre Hopkins. I would imagine that. My only concern in... I don't know if you sort of observed this, like, incidentally. I do feel like Eli Apple, I know he was terrible with the Giants. Please put Eli Apple on Will Fuller, please. (laughs) No, 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 but I'm just, like, some of the the ancillary pieces there, I feel like 
they came together. They looked a little better in the last couple of games of the season. But you know what's awesome about the Saints? Eli Apple. Give the guy a break. You you almost know that the Saints defense is going to be so bad to start. It's what they do. And they end up getting pretty decent by the end. Two years in a row. never draft the Saints defense. They will burn you. I drafted them last year because they ended the 2017 season so so good, so dominant. And then, oh, my God, the first game of the year, Tampa Bay puts up 40-something points. Insane. Uh, And then the next week, uh, Tyrod Taylor is throwing bombs on them. What is going on? But then as the season went on, they got good. But I don't expect their their defense to be that strong week one. It's in the Dome against Houston, a great offense. I think both sides will be scoring back and forth. Will Fuller needs like three targets to make it be dominant. Three targets for uh, three receptions and 150 yards yards and three touchdowns. Exactly. I'm starting Will Fuller in everything I have him. Okay. Listen to my candidate. Hear me out. Feel me out. Don't hate on me yet. Feel me out. Cooper Cup. What do we think? He is my scrumptious start of the week. And it's mainly because I feel like his perceptive value has been so low lately that I want this to be my vote of confidence for Cooper Cup moving into the year. I was originally low on him early in the season, early in the offseason. I felt like the ACL occurred way too late for him to make a bounce back this quickly. I think it was early November that he tore the ACL. So it hasn't even been a full math. 10 months? <laughs> yeah. 10 months? Did you see the, the gears in my brain spinning? I, I did. Um, but just 10 months out of the ACL tear, we see that, I mean, all beat reporters have said he looks fantastic. They say that all of his measurables are actually better post-ACL, which I don't know if I'm buying that. Hype train. Board. Leave me alone. I, I like Cooper Cup. And I think he'll be good for week one. I'm a little bit worried about this his knee holding up. This is a great matchup. Up. It's a very good matchup. I do think he's scrumptious, but at the same time, he's scrumptious in a way like Taco Bell is scrumptious. Like, like you're worried it won't sit the, well with yeah, you later. What are the after effects is really like, it's so good going down. And I'm not going to go further than there because we're ladies. It's easy on the budget, right? Ish. Yeah. Actually, they've gotten a little bit more expensive in recent years. Not that I know from And Cooper Cup has gone a little bit more expensive over the recent weeks. So he perfect. Has. It, it's, Cooper, so Cooper Cup is Taco oh Bell. Oh my God, Taco Bell. He is Taco Bell. And you know what? Like sometimes you're in the mood for Taco Bell. It's been a while. You're hungry. Yeah. And it's always delicious. It's always delicious. It's opened up late, right? Like Cooper Cup was on average for nearly a touchdown per game last season, which unattainable. But you know what? If they're going to use him in this game, in this home opener, I do believe that it is going to be yeah. In the red zone. Standard He's going to get touchdowns. Standard league play him for sure. Because like you said, maybe they limit his work. I don't even think they do. So I think it's fine to play him in a PPR. But if they do limit it, it will be in the end zone, the red zone, wherever. But yeah. Both. One of the zones. Yeah. One of the zones. The Taco Bell zone. <laughs> Tell me about your running back. Who's All your right. scrumptious running back of the week? This is not going to surprise anybody. And I promise to not pick him every single week. But carry on Johnson at Arizona. Damn, is that a good matchup to start. Arizona was truly, truly terrible against the run last year. Worst in the league, gave up the most fantasy points uh, for running backs in the whole league. 
like the people they gave it up to too. So I always like the look. I'm like, were they just giving up to dominant players? Maybe they played a lot of dominant players. Maybe the good teams, they just played a lot of bad players. No, no. Uh, AP and Chris Thompson totaled 42 points together. Ooh. against the Arizona offense. And this is half PPR, not even now full. Now that's Taco Bell. Yeah. Uh, Todd Gurley, great, but totaled 30 points. He's uh, also Taco Bell right now. Jordan Howard had 15, and he was terrible. Mike Davis had 26. Uh, we go down the list. Tevin Coleman, who had a you know a bad year, put up 20 points against them. CJ Anderson, 22. And then to end the year, Chris Carson and Mike Davis together put up uh, 40 points. So you're telling me that that one game versus Arizona bumped Tevin Coleman's average points per game all the way up? <laughs> yes, basically. Uh, but you just go through this whole list. That's not even all of them. Like there's some really like not elite players that went off on them. I I don't even think Carryon Johnson needs uh you know that whole workload to have a massive game against Arizona. I think this game script is going to be very much run heavy on both sides of the ball. I, I, I'm finally playing all the, you know, the catch passers, the catch passers, the pass the catch catchers, passers. the pass catchers as well. But I, I can see big games for DJ and carry on both of them. Yeah. And, and if, if the Lions need to, they can just throw the ball because Patrick Peterson, he's sitting on his butt at home. But I think that's a good thing for carry Johnson. Don't do drugs, kids. And if, you know, if Arizona has really been hiding their offense this whole time and just comes out and is killing it, well, good thing that Carrion Johnson can catch some balls then. Yeah, I like that. Um, my running back candidate, I cheated. Okay. I picked a running back by committee. Okay. Tevin Coleman and Matt Bereda, running backs for the San Francisco 49ers, going up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and what I think should be a decently scoring matchup. I think the scoring opportunity should be there, and I think if they fall behind, both of these guys are very capable pass catchers. Who do they have? They've got Dante Pettis, George Kittle. Debo. Debo, but again, we we don't know what the involvement of a rookie wide receiver is going to be in game one. That's our hesitation with People will DK. say, don't sleep on Marquise Goodwin. I, again, like... Uh, hmm. I, he's just not my guy. Yeah. I, so if you had to start either Coleman or Brenda, who are you starting? Um, I'd probably go with Coleman just because I think that they will need to throw more. And I think even though I think Breda is a good pass catching back, I think they perceive Coleman to more naturally fit into that role. So in a, a PPR format, I go Coleman standard. I go Breda. But either way, I think both of them have upside in this matchup. Okay, I like that. Tell me about your, uh, who we got? Tight what end. We got left? Tight end. Jared Cook. Woo! Versus Houston. So what is he cooking? Taco Bell? Another guy that I've been, ha <laughs> funny dad joke. I'm so obsessed with Taco Bell now. <laughs> uh, another guy I've been down on all offseason, and I'm still not high on him, but I will be high on him for one week and maybe a couple more throughout the season. Uh, Jared Cook versus Houston. Uh, Houston is a very good defense. Now, maybe they did lose some key um, parts of that defense. They, they lost, did. They lost to Tyron Matthew, so we'll see how that affects their pass defense. And they Jadavian lost, Clowney. They lost Clowney, who's a really good run defender. We'll see how that affects them, but they were top 
five in run defense, and they're very good against the uh, against wide receivers as well. I think they're top five in both. Uh, but they were second worst against tight ends. So that was the one area where teams could beat them. I mean, if you're really good at the run game, you're really good against wide receivers, you're going to have to use your tight ends. And I think, you know, I think Drew Brees might use Jared Cook here. He's if, a smart quarterback. If Kamara is not able to produce on the ground or if Latavius Murray is not able to get it going, you know they're going to use Kamara in the air. That's fine. He'll get his. Michael Thomas will get his. But then who else? Who else? And I I do think they'll get other people involved as the season goes on. Drew Brees loves to spread the ball around. But I think Jared Cook will be utilized a lot in this first game. Like we said earlier, it's going to be a high-scoring game, at least we believe so. Speaking of the hype train, though, Cook has been, like, king of the hype train. He's been in the front compartment. I jumped off in, like, February. Yeah, but what I'm saying is the the offensive coordinator, everybody's come out to say that they're a believer in Jared Cook and they've liked what they've seen in training camp. It's something to monitor. I am skeptical from a volume standpoint, not from the fact that he can do it. Like I think what made him so valuable with the Raiders was his his volume. I don't think he's going to see that in We'll see if he can be more consistent this year because last year in Oakland, he had massive games and then he had a lot of games where he disappeared. He was the focal point of that offense for many games, especially when Samari Cooper left. He's not going to even be close to that unless everyone gets injured on the offense. I I just think he will have a few good games, but a lot of times he won't. That's why I've been off of him, but I do think this is one of his few good games. So start your Jared Cooks. I think I have to... To lean on the side that if if Sean Payton is strategizing in this game, he's going to know that the tight end was a weakness and try to work Jared Cook more into that game plan. My tight end, spicy candidate, spicy start, (laughs) saucy start, Delaney Walker, good old faithful. Oh, yeah. So spicy. So spicy. Delaney Walker is the mild wings of chicken wings. He's like that. He's the mild hot sauce packet. He's definitely not fire. But Um, it's still yummy. It's still yummy. It adds flavor to your dish, right? He uh, is. And at least your mouth doesn't get hurt. Like, he's perfect. He's he's the perfect uh, almost end to my trip to Taco Bell. <laughs> um, Delaney Walker, he was a late-round value in uh, 2019 fantasy football drafts, has seen 100 targets or more in the last four seasons, with the exception of 2018 because he wasn't playing because of the foot injury. He's back. He's, by all accounts, healthy that we know of. And who else do they throw to? AJ Brown has been injured. Corey Davis has been Corey Davis. I like Adam Humphreys, but I, I do Marcus Mariota loves Delaney Walker. And I but I, I think the same reason he likes Delaney Walker is going to benefit Adam Humphreys. He likes to work the middle of the field. And we both agree that Derrick Henry is going to see a lot more work. So that means Deion money, Lewis money, money. is off the field. Um, maybe not every time, but Deion Lewis probably won't get as many snaps as last year. So I think more targets go to that tight end position if they're not going to the running back. And did we ever think last year maybe they used Deion Lewis more than Derrick Henry because they didn't have a tight end? Didn't John New Smith get hurt pretty early? They didn't have Delaney Walker. They needed someone for that short game. I'm just thinking about this right now. Sorry, guys. Maybe. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. We'll Good come thought. back to that at another time. Michelle, give me a defense. The Cowboys. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to go with one here that Easy you can stream. Pick. Well, I, I actually, I'm a little bit nervous about it. So it's the Cowboys against the New York Giants 
in in Dallas, and that's why I feel good about starting them. The the Giants actually didn't give up that many points to defenses last year. I do think they got worse. I mean, OBJ is gone. We'll see uh, how Golden Tate is out for four games. So Golden that's... Tate's out. We'll see how you know how defenses play against Barkley. They can just literally stack the box every single. But then you need time. like a a safety to be. You need like three safeties in the back to be like. Oh, no, no, we're not going to let you break off another touchdown here. I can see this being a surprising game, though, where Eli Manning puts it together and just kills the Cowboys defense, which would How be so annoying. annoying. Yeah, so I'm going to say the Cowboys defense because they're um, they're a really good streaming defense option. They're on a lot of people's waivers. If you don't feel good about the team, you you know you drafted at the end there. Obviously, there's better choices. Like uh, Baltimore against Miami would be. My favorite. Oh, that's spicy fire. But they... How many interceptions does Fitzpatrick throw? And then Josh Rosen comes in. And how many interceptions does Josh Rosen throw? And how many fumbles? Oh, my God. It's (laughs) going to be like a fumble mania. Ten? Fumble fest. Okay. Fumble fest 2019 starring Josh Rosen. I have the Ravens in everything. Everything. And then Dallas and everything else. Um, my, My defensive pick for week one... I also took the low-hanging fruit. I'm going with Philadelphia Eagles versus Redskins in week one. They've named Keith Keenum as the starter for now until he doesn't move the ball, and then obviously they'll bring in rookie quarterback Dwayne Haskins. So I think no matter what side of the quarterback coin you flip, it's a good thing for the Philadelphia defense. They've got a nice run defense, which I think those are their best assets right now are the running backs. You've got... Geis coming off the ACL. You have Adrian Peterson, who is 5 million years old. <laughs> I, I just think that there's enough here. Like, Jordan Reed was the one pass catcher that I was, like, psyched about. Not psyched. I, I was, uh, I was, I don't know. What's, like... A, a little tiny Mildly bit. psyched. Yeah. Not fire psyched, but mildly psyched. And he just got a seventh career concussion, so... I think he plays, but don't play him, guys. Don't play him. Yeah, I... I, I think it's one like hit. one he hit. He could be hit on the first hit of the game, his first catch, and he could be out. Like, I'm not starting Jordan Reed. If he goes off, oh, well, I didn't start him. It's not going to bother me. Yeah, I don't I don't see enough assets in this game. They just traded star receiver Josh Jackson <laughs> uh, to – or, no, they cut Josh Jackson. He's now on the Vikings. Fun stuff. Woo! I think the only asset I'm kind of interested in for the season for them is – Trey Quinn. I guess. People are excited. I, I'm staying off of all. Just because someone's going him. to get targets doesn't mean they're going to be good. So. You don't need to draft him, though. If you see that he's getting a target share, pick him up, stash him on your waivers. I follow on targets. Your waivers? Stash him on your waivers? No, I'm not going to stash him on my waivers. On oh your bench. Gosh. Stash him on my bench. Um, before we get into our sleepers, we got to talk about fantasygo.com. During the season, you're going to spend plenty of time asking us questions on Twitter. You are already all on fire. Oh, yeah. You are in mid-season form. So many form. sit starts. I love sit start questions. I really do. They they can make me a little bit nervous sometimes. Yeah, you know? it's like, a lot of pressure It's a us. lot of pressure. But if you want us to set your lineup, not just a sink, not just a simple, you know, who should I start? Who should I sit? Where you just get one question answered. We can Direct set your from whole the source. lineup and win your week for you or your whole league for you if you want to do it every week. Yeah. And the best part, you hook it up to your yahoo.com fantasy football accounts. 
Uh, we literally just get to remote and you hire us, go to the fantasy analyst marketplace, pick your favorite analyst. I'm up there, Kate M. But clearly I'm your favorite, Michelle M. <sighs> I know they're every, you're everybody's favorite. Oh yeah. Yeah. But well, it, you either hate me or love me. There's no in between. There's no in between. Um, but you are good at fantasy, so everybody should be hiring you. I am too, though, so give me a shot. But Yeah, you're pretty decent. Go to the Fantasy Marketplace. You hook up your Yahoo account, pick us, uh, connect your league, and then guess what? We can also make start-sit decisions and waiver claims. Yep. Waiver claims! I can literally go in. I can see who's on your waivers and be like, <gasps> got to add Matt Bray to there. I've already done it. I've already done it for people, and the craziest people are on waivers. Like, I just picked up Matt Barreto for somebody. I picked Literally. Up, I picked up Devin Singletary, and don't get scared. It was, a, it was a deeper league. I picked up Devin Singletary. He should not be on the waivers. I picked nope. up Dante Pettis. Yeah. But anyways, fantasygo.com. Fantasygo.com, baby. And don't let the amount of times that Kate said literally to shy you away from the website. Literally. Literally. It's the best. <laughs> oh, that's a risky little game. I also like to live dangerously. I am very, very sneaky, sir. It's time for Sneaky Sleepers. And looking at my first one, I'm disappointed at us for something. And I'm going to talk about it in a second. Sleepers. So someone, We each get one, by the way. Yeah, we're just going to talk about one sleeper each. I might throw in a couple more here just to throw in, but really quickly. Uh, anyways, so sleepers. We're talking about guys you don't necessarily have to start, but you can start if you feel like you're, you know, your roster's a little bit weaker, you're in a deep league, or maybe just a guy you want to watch out for week one. Keep him on your bench, look for him, see how much he's used, see what he's doing out there. Really keep a good eye on him. So my first guy is... Rashad Penny. Shocker! <laughs> I know. I know. I promise after this episode, I'll stop muttering the names Penny and Karrion Johnson every single episode. Maybe this just is my every surprise other. face. Maybe just every other. But my sleeper is Rashad Penny. So I actually, what I was talking about earlier is that it's a disgrace we did not have Chris Carson in our best matchups in our 100% guaranteed to blast your league mate balls section. Yeah. Chris Carson against Cincinnati is going to go balls to the walls. Start him. Now, on the opposite side of that is Rashad Penny. And I, I'm not necessarily pumped to start Rashad Penny. I have him in many leagues where I'm not going to start him. I also have him in a league that I, I, I'm a little bit weaker in, in a dynasty, and I am going to start him. I'm okay with it. I think this game is a domination by the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle. Cincinnati is the really, not the worst run defense because we just talked about them with Arizona, but top three worst run defenses in the league. They've done nothing to fix their defense this year. I feel like it's just gotten worse, honestly. Um, There's nothing good really coming out of Cincinnati this offseason. Yeah. I feel like they've got to be in tank mode, right? Like, I, I don't follow know. the Miami pathway, man. Just do it. I actually think Andy Dalton's a, a decent quarterback. But he's not as good as some of these quarterbacks that are coming out of the 2020 draft. No, yeah. I, I don't think they'll be high enough, though. They're always right in the middle of the pack. I think they stay there again. But against Seattle, in Seattle, if this was in Cincinnati, I'd be maybe saying something else. Going to Seattle, playing in that stadium is so hard. It's tough. It's so loud. I can't imagine this goes well without A.J. Green with their line banged up. I, I still playing Joe Mixon. I think he'll be okay. But with Rashad Penny, I, I just think they run the ball, what, 40 times in this game? Is that out of? No, it's not out of the realm of possibility. It, it's really not. And 
Penny will see his targets because there's no wide receivers there hey, to pass there to. Is, there is leading rookie wide receiver, DK Metcalf. We will see how long and how many snaps he gets with that recent knee surgery. I do like DK Metcalf, but he's definitely not. I will nurse not... Him, him back to health personally. <laughs> Tyler Lockett can't get all the targets, so I think Penny sees some targets. He's my sleeper this week. If you have to start him, just put him in your lineup and smile. It will I'm be okay. S- I'm smiling. It, I mean, Penny is definitely a risk. You don't... I mean, what if they literally just gave Chris Carson the ball 40 times? I feel like I wouldn't even put it past Chris Carroll because... Chris Carroll? Carroll. <laughs> Chris Carroll? Who's Chris Carroll? <laughs> I wouldn't even put a pass, Pete. Another guy that I would go find and throw. Um, what kind of drink do I not like? Because I just wasted a beer last time. Uh, tequila. Uh, yeah, I'll throw a tequila shot in his face because that would hurt my feelings. Carol, don't do that. And then I oh, did we're just say, calling him Carol. Yeah, now? I did say it's Brenda. Sneak one more in. So Justice Hill at Miami, I wouldn't start him, but he's someone that if he's on your waivers, stash him, stash him for this week because he could be one of those week one waiver priorities. And if you already have him on your bench, well, nobody, sucks for everyone else. Yeah, and no you don't priority have to, for anybody else. Yep, you don't have to use your waiver priority. You don't have to use your Fab money if you play in that. Just just put him there on Sunday or and now. honestly, even if you don't trust the Ravens' backfield, because it has me a little nervous, although I'm less nervous with Kenneth Dixon out of the picture, just because I think there are so many different moving parts in that rushing offense. If you, you know, if they use him in week one and he goes off and he looks good and you want to trade him if you don't trust him for a more proven asset, sure. Yep. Yeah, I like that. Dante Pettis is my sleeper of the week. I know. I feel like a month ago, this wouldn't have counted as a sleeper. I feel like it still doesn't. But a month ago, mine wouldn't count as a sleeper with Penny. So No. So hop off. Yeah. Dante Pettis, he has been, I mean, just slowly falling off a cliff here. I, it all started with Kyle Shanahan coming out to say that, uh, what exactly did he say? He He basically called him out. He said, he needs to be on the field. He needs to show he us that he, he needs can to do earn it. his time. And I actually think he said he needs to earn his spot on the team. Yeah, and there were wasn't weren't there reports coming out that said he won't be cut? Uh, there was, I think I remember, and I was like, um, was this a question? Oh no, that was Robert Foster. Oh, my other boyfriend. Okay, I didn't. Yeah, I was like, that would have been wild. Yeah, um, no, but Dante Pettis for real. Everybody's sleeping on Dante Pettis and. After all that hullabaloo, Kyle Shanahan came out to say, yeah, I try to be toughest on the the people that I'm I'm most fond of. I want to challenge them. I feel like this was all Kyle Shanahan just screwing with Dante Pettis' brain. I don't think there's any question that he is the leading wide receiver on that offense. He showed up number one on the, the San Francisco 49ers unofficial depth chart, which I mean, not to say that that is the final depth chart, obviously, but it's something. It's interesting. I'm not worried. I like that it says that he's starting, but I'm not worried even if, you know, the first play of the game, they have out Tevin Coleman, Matt Breda, uh, Goodwin, and maybe even like Debo or two tight ends or something like that. I I still think Pettis gets his snaps, even Pettis if he's out for guy. the first snap. Yeah, I, but I think he, like I, I don't have any question that he's not going to get the first snap. He gets week one against Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Please, please give me all of that. And 
I, I do buy in a little bit to the fact that I think the Bucks secondary looks a little bit better this offseason, but not good enough, my friend. I'm actually starting him in every league I have, and I have him a lot. Dante Pettis can separate like no other. He's always just wide open, and he's always just lost defenders. Someone told me yesterday that he can't separate. That is such a lie. If you think that, <laughs> He's one of you, the best separators. If you think that, you're not watching him play because he's always alone on the field, and he doesn't get that much cushion on the line. So he's separating. Yeah, that was wild. Anyway. Should Twitter. we get into the negative side? Are you Should, in the, are negative you in the mood to be... Oh, I'm yeah. always in the mood to ruin people's moods. I think Twitter <laughs> knows. That's a terrible personality trait. I'm yeah. just kidding. Let's get into it. I told Dwight that there is honor in losing, which, as we all know, is completely ridiculous. Red alert, red alert. This is not a drill. These guys may be the busts of the week. We think they will be. Yeah. So even uh, when I use the term bust, it just means that maybe you drafted this guy to be a bigger part of your team than he will probably contribute this week. Um, Could blow up your roster, might not, but just temper your expectations for these guys. Michelle, who you got? You get two picks. Are your busts of the week? My first one's going to be very fast. It's Kalen Bellage. And Kenyon Drake. I'm sorry. It's also Kenyon Drake, but at least Kenyon Drake has a pass-catching ability. He might see a lot of targets. There's not a lot of wide receivers on that team. They have to pass to someone. So Kalen Bellage, though, they're already talking about 50-50 splits with Drake. Kalen Bellage needs a lot more than that to be productive against a stout defense like the Ravens. And... You you drafted him. I mean, unless you just drafted this week where all the news went down. But, I mean, a week and a half ago, it was all about Kalen Balash. So you may have drafted him. You might be thinking about starting him. Do not. He's not startable. He is not startable against the Baltimore Ravens this week. Period. Please sit him. Mine is not a not startable. It is a temper expectation. So I'm going with Aaron Jones running back for the, the Packers, I think, who... Packers headed into Chicago territory. This could get ugly. This could be a real defensive matchup. I'm very worried about Aaron Jones in week one, although he does have pass catching upside. But I wonder if with the injury risk, if maybe they're going to give Jamal Williams just a few more carries this week, just knowing that Aaron Jones is probably not going to have a good week. Why risk it for the biscuit? If you ain't going to fix it. <laughs> I love that, A. We're going to use that all the time. <laughs> I feel like you just came up with that off I the did. top of your head. That's pretty great. Uh, I, I really did. I'm worried about Aaron Jones as well. But I do think if he does not get the majority of the reps, I'm going to be so annoyed. I think he gets the majority too, of the I, reps. I also think that why would they give him all yeah. those reps when I don't think he's going to find a lot of room to run. And He's, he's going to have to history. do it in the passing game. Yeah, and he's looked good when he's been utilized. So mm-hmm. I... It's more of a temper expectations for him. I I just don't like that this game is on the road. I don't like that it's like this primetime matchup. I just, uh, I'm sure Aaron Rodgers is going to want to showcase that big, beautiful arm of his and that shiny new knee. It's not a new knee, but it's <laughs> it's it's repaired uh, through the process of healing science. Um, I, I just, I don't trust it. Chicago gave up the fewest fantasy points to the running back position in 2018 they they haven't really changed much positionally I don't see that 
really changing, right? Yeah. No, I'm totally with you. I have Aaron Jones in one league. I actually end up getting him in the, the top of the fifth. It's a 10-team league. I'm not starting him. I have Joe Mixon, I have CMC, and then there's one flex, but I have a better... I'm starting Will Fuller over Aaron Jones. A lot of people... Incidentally, I I think this is sort of a good place, though, to say if you have to start Aaron Jones, because a lot of people, they they maybe took Aaron Jones at the end of the second or... And it will be okay. You just have to fade expectations. You have to what? What? <laughs> you have to fit. I was really hoping you to make fun of me there. I am red. I have to make fun of you. You have to fade ex. Oh wow, expectations. expectations. No, I cannot speak. I I was in speech. My uh, oh Michelle kindergarten to third grade, and maybe they didn't teach me this word. Expectations. That was the one word they missed in yeah, speech therapy. It was the one word they missed. I'm not going to try it again. But if you start him, just don't plan for a lot. So maybe play upside elsewhere. Yes. So in your flex spot, put in a Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, the, yeah. Someone like that has so much upside. Uh, so a quarterback that has a ton of upside. You can't go safe. You can't play like a Philip Rivers if no, you're starting. You got to go like a Josh Allen or like a Lamar Jackson, like we talked about. Someone, yeah, I don't like Jamar, Lamar. Uh, jo- oh my gosh. <laughs> Lamar Allen, I've merged them into one giant super running back, running back quarterback, best, <laughs> best running back in the league. Yeah, um, no, I I would definitely feel better with Lamar versus uh, uh, Philip. Philip. Yep. If you if you have play, actually, I'd always feel better about Lamar over Philip Rivers in week one. But higher upside. It's just something like that. When you look at Aaron Jones, you need to make sure you have higher upside elsewhere. All right, Michelle, give me your second fade of the week. I'm so sorry. People hate me for this. It's Damian Williams at Jacksonville. Hey. Shocker. Damian Williams at Jacksonville. Are you also fading LaShawn McCoy? Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to start LaShawn McCoy. So you're fading the Kansas City running backs. I think one of them or both of them can do some damage, just not enough to actually be great on the fantasy week. Now, you took Damian Williams in the second round. Most of you, maybe you drafted this week. You got him in the fourth or fifth. You're, You're starting him, I'm sure. And it has nothing to do with fading him because LaShawn McCoy, because who knows how much he is going to play this week. It has to do with them going up against Jacksonville. In Jacksonville, they gave up the six fewest fantasy points to running backs last year. And really, the only reason they're six and not lower, like not better, is because they had Derek a 47-point game to Derrick Henry that really messed up everything. When you look at the rest of the year, I mean, they really... Didn't give up that much. Everyone that I'm looking at at half PPR, everyone is under 20 except Derrick Henry. No one scored more than 20 points on them, and almost all of them are under 10. They were dominant in the run game, and I just think at that point with the Tennessee game, they were so sick of their offense. That defense was so sick of their offense. Nick Foles. Oh, they looked dejected. Yeah. They looked like they were about to pack their bags and go home for the rest of the season. I think the Jacksonville defense is going to be great this year, at least as long as Nick Foles shows that he can be adequate. He can move the ball a little bit. Fournette can stay healthy. If that offense will just give them a little bit, that defense is going to try their butts off. And, and that's all I, I need. I will say, give my boy Derrick Henry some, some slack, okay? Because he earned... So many of those yards. A lot of those yards were after contact. And he it, was great. They but that were was not, the only game. So they, I, but I'm just saying those weren't just isolated like him running free into space. Like no, yeah. 
Leave him alone. I'm, I'm still high on Derrick Henry. Everybody. I'm not talking about Derrick Henry here. I'm just talking about I'm the Jacksonville. I'm talking about Derrick Henry now. It's going to be very hard for these uh, e- either Damian or LaShawn McCoy to put up points. When we're talking about even receiving backs, they only allowed two receiving touchdowns to running backs on the entire season last year. Only allowed more than 50 receiving yards to a running back one time. That was James White. Nobody else eclipsed. 50 yards yeah yeah i just don't think it's a good matchup for them like i said you might have to start them don't expect much and this is also to say i've been very low on damian williams just because he's bad in this game does not mean he's going to be bad in the future so don't freak out and sell him for nothing yeah i i I don't think you should be overreactionary, but i do think this game will be important to watch from a usage standpoint when we're looking at lashawn mccoy First, Damian Williams, see if they work in Darwin Thompson. I think it's just going to be an interesting game to watch, if not for the fantasy production, just to watch, observe, check snap counts, and all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually going to do my second fade in the same offense. I'm going with Sammy Watkins. I'm kind of fading all of the Kansas City Chiefs at this point. I know somebody has to move the ball somewhere, and if you got to pick one offense to do it against Jacksonville, it's going to be the Chiefs. I worry about Sammy Watkins, though. He is going to see A.J. Boye, who's demonstratively dominant. He's scary. I don't want to go up against A.J. Boye, especially not to kick off the opener when I know he's healthy right now, but when he's got an injury, I just, like, I don't trust Sammy Watkins on the regular, and I want him to be a little bit more dominant, and especially when he goes up against those those top five uh, passing defenses, he's actually got a, a big drop-off in um, his projected points per game. Number of reception goes up, but he sees fewer touchdowns, uh, fewer yards, so he's just not the same Sammy Watkins. So even if you need to count on him just because of where you drafted him, which you shouldn't, I'm still fading him for this matchup. So I'm about to take you down right here, and I don't want you to be sad because sometimes you get sad when I take you down. But I'm going to disagree with you um, on Sammy Watkins, and it's okay that we disagree, but I'm not fading him at all. He's actually one of my starts of the week. Wow. I love Sammy Watkins week one. If you're not going to play him week one, he's kind of like Will Fuller. When are you going to play him? <laughs> because how, how long how do you long have? How long will he last? And you talk about A.J. Bo- Boye, Boye, right? A.J. Boye. Pronunciation. I will never pronounce names right. It's fine. I have the hardest last name of life, and I expect people to get that right, but I don't have to pronounce anyone else's name right. Anyways, Jalen Ramsey's on the opposite side. He's going to be covering Tyree Kill. If Jalen Ramsey, I think, is top three easy, best corner in the league, if not the top corner in the league, Tyree Kill did struggle against him last year. I know the, the box score ended up looking okay. For uh, He had four for 61, but the majority of those yards came on one play. He got away from Jalen Ramsey on one single flyout. Uh, I I worry about Tyreek Hill in this game. You're still going to play him, but I worry about him. So who's Pat Mahomes going to throw the ball to? Definitely Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey had 100 yards on the, the Jaguars last year. I can see that being the same type of thing this year. He has to throw to someone. But you know who had the second most yards last year? Who? Sammy Watkins, six receptions for 78 yards against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And that was in Kansas City, so maybe in Jacksonville will be a little bit harder. I like Sammy Watkins this week. If Tyreek Hill's not going to be the man, 
they don't have Chris Conley, who are they going to pass to? I do. I, I agree. They have to pass the ball to somebody. But I think that Patrick Mahomes is a good quarterback who's going to exploit matchups. I don't think A.J. Boye is the correct matchup to exploit, right? So last season when I'm looking at pro football focuses, coverage grades for cornerbacks, A.J. Boye was 19 on the season. Do you know where Jalen Ramsey finished? Where? 40. And it wasn't just because of that one blow-off touchdown. I worry about his ability to um, come out of this matchup successfully. I just don't, like, why start off your week like that? Why start off your your first week in fantasy football with a gamble like that when there are a lot of good, juicy, high upside matchups that I can exploit? So we're doing a bet this week. Okay. We're going to do a bet, and we will chug on Monday. We'll do a chugging bet because what else are we going to do? We're yeah. we're just always going to chug beer, apparently. Yeah. Uh, Sammy Watkins has more yards than Tyreek Hill. Nothing to do with touchdowns. More yards than Tyreek Hill. I was thinking like over-under on fantasy points. Okay, so you want fantasy points? Well, okay, so Tyreek Hill scores – no, sorry. Sammy Watkins scores more fantasy points than Tyreek Hill. Okay. Okay. Boom. Right there. Yeah. No, nothing else. That's it. Yeah. No. Okay. Sammy it. Watkins. All right. Shake. Shake on it. Shake. Shake. Okay. We shook. We will post that. Verbal confirmation. We shook. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll, we'll see about that. Um, I, I, again, I like Sammy Watkins. I own him in a few too many leagues this season. He just fell way too far. People are scared of his non-existent feet. So that's all I'm going to say on the matter. Okay. I'll start him other weeks. We'll Michelle, see. tell me what game this – tell me what game you're most excited to watch because I am so excited about football. Mine is actually a really random one. Like it doesn't – there's so many good games this week. But I am so excited for San Fran against Tampa at 425. I wish it was a one o'clock game. There's so many pieces of both of these offenses I want to see. I like that it's at four four. Yeah. Then you you get to to watch more aspects of the game. You you don't have mm-hmm. to keep your eye on as many screens. You guys should see how we get set up for yeah. for football. We'll send some pictures out. Yeah, oh yeah. But it's great because Cleveland will be on one of our main screens at one. That'll be nice. I would really like this game to be on one of our main screens at four. And then we have the Steelers game at eight. So Good games. But anyway, San Fran at Tampa, 425. You have the San Fran offense. I need to see Pettis' usage. I want to see how they use Coleman versus Brad, Brenda. Not Breda. Brenda. Brenda. And then Devo Samuel is super interesting. I haven't been way too many leaks. I've been telling everyone all offseason, don't draft rookie. Don't r- draft rookie wide receivers. Don't draft rookie wide receivers. I ended up drafting him in like everything. Uh, and then you have Kittle. I mean, come on. So let's just hope Jimmy Garoppolo can put it together. And then on the Tampa Bay side, I've been screaming about Chris Godwin, OJ Howard, and the Mike big Evans three. all all season. We just need these two quarterbacks to put it together. Put it together, baby. I really love that. Uh, I'm pretty anxious to see Los Angeles Rams uh, versus Carolina. I think both offenses are going to be super interesting. Los Angeles Rams, obviously, my biggest thing. I want to see how that rushing game looks. I want to see how Jared Goff is able to bounce back from his lackluster Super Bowl appearance. I just want to see that whole offense. I want to see how they operate. I want to see how many snaps Todd Gurley gets. And on Carolina's side, I want to see who Jameis Winston is looking to. Is it 
DJ Moore? Is it Curtis Samuel? Do we still see the... We saw reports that they might be cutting back on uh, McCaffrey's snap count, but not necessarily touches. I want to see if that's true. I feel like we have so much to learn from this game, and it's just a fun... It should be an offensive game. You know, something sleeperish that I want to also watch is, does Ian Thomas get any snaps with Greg Olson healthy? That's a great question. Yeah. Well, he'll get some, but I want to see, does he get targets? Like, I want to see, I want to see him out there. Tight end six because um, I, after Olsen's second foot injury of last season. Not, I, not a bad kick. I'm in love with Ian Thomas. If Greg Olson goes down, I will be running to the waivers for him. I'm in love with the Thomas. He's already on all my dynasty teams, so I won't have to worry about that. But for redraft, I'm not crazy. I didn't draft him, but I will be very uh, anxious to go get him if Greg Olson goes down or if week one we actually see them use Ian Thomas because he's a young stud and they should be using him. But, Absolutely. Okay, guys, that's week one. That's week one. We did week one. We did it. And we're going to do even more on Sunday with Coffee and Conclusions. Coffee and Conclusions with special guest Matthew Betts. Don't miss that. We'll be tweeting out the links. We'll let you know how to find us for Coffee and Conclusions. Yep. That'll be 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. It'll be just Kate and I, 11 to 11.30. And then we'll bring Coffee on... Coffee and Baileys, like yeah. Ooh, good women do. Yes. And then we'll bring on Betts at 11.30 to end it with us for, you know, whatever long we need it to go for injury report. You can ask your Ten. questions during those those moments. We'll be talking about uh, any pressing issues coming up, any updates, any roster updates, start sits, whatever you need. We'll be covering that. Don't forget to check us out over at fantasygo.com. Select us to help you set your lineups in week one. Kate M, Michelle M, we're here for you. Check us out on patreon.com slash ballblast. Help support this show because... We work our little heinies off, and, and we really appreciate you know your support, and you help us get air conditioning and new equipment and all that But jazz. also, like, just everything for the podcast. Like you said, researching. We can make the sound better if, you know, get that Any complaints money. there? Uh, but uh, maybe get these dogs out of our room. Yeah, maybe we can get a babysitter for the dogs <laughs> if we get enough no. Patreon subscribers. <laughs> maybe one day. That's the dream, That's right? That's the American dream. Or soundproofing our studio. Oh. One of those One of those things. But either way, check us out, patreon.com slash ballblast. Hit those five-star reviews. Follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. And Michelle... At Ball Blast M. That was Ball dramatic. E-M. M. Uh, add us on Twitter. Ask us your questions. We're so excited for week one of the fantasy football season. I hope you guys had fantastic drafts. I hope your week one is fantabulous. I'm literally like dancing right now. Fabuloso. All right, guys. Enjoy your weekend. Bye, y'all. Bye.